What is up, everybody? Joe Sib here, sitting across from a co-host. Anaya Bogue. Welcome to Rad Parenting. We're going to dive right into it. Anaya, this past weekend, uh, I had someone hit me up, and they were talking about, they listened to the toddler meltdown episode, mm-hmm. which I felt we addressed a lot of different scenarios and how to handle it. Mm-hmm. But someone threw this word out to me, and it just made me think. I wrote it in my phone. I was like, I got to ask Anaya if we could do an episode based on discipline. Because mm. when you hear that word, mm-hmm. is it just me or do you feel that that's heavier than dealing with a tantrum, toddler's tantrum? Like, doesn't yeah. discipline just sound like, It has Whoa. a weight to it, for Th- sure. There's definite weight to mm-hmm. it. So what ended up happening, this conversation I had with this parent, they were talking about the way they were raised. Mm. They were talking about the way that they want to raise their child. They were talking about it, just all of the different scenarios. And what started going through my head was, I think as when we become parents, we understand there is going to be discipline with our children, how we handle them in public, if they do something that upsets us. But there's that moment where I think everyone, and if you're listening to this show, I used to joke around about like being old school. Did I ever tell you that? Like, like I have this bit on stage where like I, I people are like, this person, I'm trying to get into a show, or I'm sorry, I'm trying to get into a bar after a gig. Mm-hmm. And this, the doorman was like, hey man, I need to say ID or I can't let you in. And I didn't have my ID with me. And the only way that I could tell him that I was old enough was I said, hey dude, I'm this old. And I pulled my comb out of my back pocket, uh-huh. <laughs> which, you know, anyone that's ever seen what I look like, I look like Bowser from Shauna Na a little bit. So it's like, I have this slick, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I got slick back hair. Or and, Danny Zuko. Yeah, all of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I get Tony Danza, you know, all mm-hmm. that stuff, uh, the Fonz. But my point being is, I'm like, I'm old school. And the crowd always laughs. Yes. Because I'm like, hey, who else is old school here? And for the people that don't know if you're old school or not, I have one question to ask you. Uh, were you ever threatened by your parents with a spoon, a belt, or a hairbrush? If the answer is yes, then you're old school. Yes, we know how old you okay. are. Okay, now that's a joke. Crowd laughs. And I always say, okay, you're really laughing at child abuse. Crowd laughs again. Okay. With all of that said, if you're listening to this show, mm-hmm. I know right now spanking, verbal abuse, using words that you're going to regret, having that breaking moment that you have. The reason you're listening to this show is because you do not want to be a parent like that. And you do not want to re- go to those uh, tools that are left over in your toolbox, possibly from being raised yes. with that in your life. Yes. So when this dad asked me about, I'm just having problems, Joe, with discipline. I, you know, she's in the back of the car and she's doing this and then her brother's doing this. And I just, I just get to a point, I just start yelling. And before I know it, I pull the car over and I say the same, don't make me come back there. You know, all the things that you and I mm-hmm. heard as, yes, as parents or, or when we were kids. So what started running through my head is discipline with a child how how do we incorporate it into our ch- upbringing of our child? But also what I want to get into too is how do we avoid that moment that you snap? And and, and it, 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 is there a way that you see it coming on? I mean, I always talk about my chest gets tight. I know there's triggers. Mm-hmm. But I just want to, the first thing I want to ask you is how important, I know this sounds silly, but how important is it to introduce, and like, again, that word discipline mm. sounds so heavy, mm-hmm. but is it, and how important is it, and when do you start introducing that into raising your son or daughter? Okay, so 
first of all, yeah, let's let's jump on that word discipline, which does have a certain it it has a not only a weight to it, but it has a charge to it that feels very heavy-handed. It feels very like um you know, here here's here here are the facts. For generations, and we are, you and I are definitely children of a generation where we were past the children are meant to be seen and not heard, I would say, but we were definitely still in that um, that mode of parent, the parent-child relationship is one that is hierarchical. So because I'm an adult and I'm your parent, I'm I'm more valuable, I know more, I what I say, I, what I say goes, what I say is right, blah, blah, blah. And honestly, if we really stop and think about that, and any of us whose parents and uh, who are parents, uh, which I'm assuming most of us are listening, um, if we stop and go, okay, but really when I became a parent, certainly I've called upon things that I experienced by watching my parents' parent, but really we're figuring it out as we go. We don't really know everything and therefore we're going to sort of be holier than thou and I know what needs to happen in this situation. That, of course, is the goal. Like I would highly recommend, and, and this is, I think, why we're doing this show, that um, this is such an important job that we have to be raising other humans on the planet that we need to be having constant check-ins. And, and, and all of you have heard me say multiple times the place that this needs to start and it applies to the topic of discipline as well with looking at ourselves and taking an inventory of how did we feel? I think all of us can make that leap back to like when I was five or when I was nine or when I was, you know, whatever. I can still remember my mother coming at me with a wooden spoon and it did not feel like it wasn't a like, this is going to make me change my behavior. I was just, I remember looking at her being like, what is this person doing? And it feels so violent and out of control. And the out of control part of it, which it was, and we can talk about the triggers, is not particularly effective in getting our children to shift their behavior because they understand, but because they fear seeing their parent who they want to feel safe around and in this state of being completely out of control. So we have to approach this subject. I would say, let's push back on that term discipline. Let's talk about, it comes back to really teachable moments because that's essentially what they are. Um, and constantly tapping into our own self and looking at, wow, if I'm having such a big reaction, like, of course it's annoying when your kid's in the back seat throwing stuff at you, but there's a difference between how dare she do this to me or how dare he do me from a place of ego versus oh no, this is problematic. Like my kid is having a meltdown and is so out of control of themselves that they're throwing stuff into the front seat. I want to step back for a second. You brought mm -hmm. up such a good point of that. I am the parent, you are the child. Because mm -hmm. for me, when I became a dad, that was the relationship I thought that you're just supposed to have. Mm -hmm. I'm the boss. Mm -hmm. I'm the adult. I'm the one in charge. Mm -hmm. I'm the one paying for everything. Mm. You know, your mother and I are doing this. We're doing this for you. Mm -hmm. How dare you do that? And I, and I will say is and and you know this because you're a human being. I'm a, you know I'm a 33 year old man that has a child here. My brain is 33 years old. My experiences are 33 years old. But there still is when that when they're young and in that five to six range. And and you're like and you said you know it. You know I remember saying saying this. You know exactly what you're doing. You're pushing my button. You remember that? You're pushing my buttons. Yeah. Why are you doing that? You know what you're doing. And there's this weird uh, mind game that your mind plays mm -hmm. on you where all of a sudden, and I don't, I don't even know if there's a term for it, where you almost revert 
back to being a kid yourself, but you're in a 33-year-old person's body and you start getting down on their level and arguing yes. on that level. Mm-hmm. That is ha- That used to happen to me. Yes. And all of a sudden, I'd have to stop and go, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. I am the adult here and yes. I have to understand this person's only been on this planet for five years. Of course, they're having this moment on me right now. This yeah. isn't, and it's so true, the ego. But is that once again stemming from our own relationship with our parents and the way that they uh, maybe dealt with discipline and yelling? Mo- most definitely. It has. It definitely has like a line back to that, to, to our, our early experience, even on the most basic level of like, well, this is how I was parented and and yeah, I think I'm a pretty good person so I guess this is how you're supposed to parent. You know, we take in more not even in that moment consciously going, but wait a minute, like for me to say, yeah, like there's a lot of things my mother did right. That wasn't one of them. It wasn't. It didn't it most and most importantly, like if I were sitting here having a conversation with her because it didn't create the outcome that she wanted. It made me resentful, it made me feel small, it made me feel like this person that I wanted to look up to to help me in that help me in that moment, help me understand whatever big feeling I was having was jumping in with me and was as as every bit as out of control and maybe more so than I was in that moment. And that only fuels whatever the energy that's going on at the time um, is anyway. Question, how long and and how uh, important to the memory? And I guess the, the question I want to ask you, I'll restate it. Mm-hmm. When you do yell or, or the spanking or mm-hmm. any of that, how much does it significantly stay with our kids? Oh my gosh. Like, and, and I know that, I mean, but because I think seriously. some parents are like, oh, come no, on. No, 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 no. Deeply imprinted. Whether it's, look, at, let me tell you this. When I was, and this is, wow, this is some big sharing. When I was 10 days old, my mother, as, as we do after we give birth, she had run out of uh, pads, feminine pads. And my father didn't feel comfortable, you know, again, different era, didn't feel comfortable going to the store to get more for her. So she said, okay, fine. Well, I'm going to leave the baby with you and I'll go get them for myself. Well, she left me with my dad. I wouldn't, he couldn't get me to stop crying. And so he spanked me at 10 days old. I mean, I'm not hardcore. I'm sure it was like a pat on the, this is a story that's been told throughout my childhood as this kind of like, ha ha ha, like, oh, your dad. And you know, I finally, I've been in therapy for a lot of years. I think it's important. And, and I finally share this with my therapist, just kind of in a passing thing. And she's like, Anea, that is huge. Like, don't underestimate what we take in and what stays with us, even if it's sitting at a subconscious level, that in that moment, you were having whatever it was you were feeling. Maybe it was like, I, I don't smell my mommy close. I don't feel my mommy close. Whatever the comforts that we derive from our, our parents... And, and here I am crying for that. And this person holding me is inflicting some sort of, you know, I mean, who knows how much pay, I, do you, I don't know. This no. is a big thing. No, I get what you're saying. But say. that I, stays I, with us. And I think what you're saying answers my question hundred percent that sometimes maybe because we need to, to get through the day, to get through raising our kids, that we've said things that we regret. Mm-hmm. And instead of saying, you know what, I'm going to own that. Yes. I'm going to repair the rupture. Uh, you say, you know what? Oh, wait, they're not going to remember that. And hey, you know what? They, they deserved it. And uh, you know what? You shouldn't have done A, B, and C. And you know what? Get over it. And then once again, going back to that statement that you said a few minutes ago, it's so true. You know what? I'm a good parent. I, I turned out good. My parents spanked me. My dad yelled at me. I'm yeah. a good guy. I love my parents. Well, you're also a 50-year-old man now. Mm-hmm. And you understand that people do things that they regret, but you're covering it up with, I'm a good person. Right. And if you... So, so here's the number one... 
because this all comes back again to ego. Even the statement you made when you were sort of like, you know, giving the setting it up at the beginning of like, you know, when your kid is trying to push your buttons. Okay. So I'm going to just go out on a limb here and say, first of all, very few people are doing anything other than being caught in their own little world of joy or fear or big emotions or sadness or, or whatever. And, and, and then everybody else is sort of on the periphery and very little of what any human being's doing has directly to do with the other person. Um, and so meaning that it's coming from a need without, within them. And we've talked about this before the, before, the need behind the action. You see your kid is quote unquote misbehaving. Instead of just treating the behavior on the surface, look behind it, right? So when you also factor in the ego piece and you say the very first thing that we need to do when we feel our kids like pushing buttons and when I say that, like they're not, they don't even know they're pushing our buttons. When we become aware that our buttons are being pushed, the very first thing that we need to do is not use getting angry with our kids as an outlet for whatever big emotion is making its way to the surface because of something our kid just did. We, as the adults, which does not mean I'm better than you, I'm more than you, I'm more important or more valuable. What it means is I've had more time on the planet, hopefully, fingers crossed, to be able to become aware of like a feeling is a feeling. It's not me. It's, it's, it's a feeling that I'm having, but I'm responsible for staying grounded and looking at whatever it is going on inside of me and not vomiting that all over my child. I love that you said that. I, I, that to me is the biggest piece of the puzzle that you have to learn as a parent. Right. Is being able to step aside and go, they're not pushing my buttons. This person's five years old. This person's six years old. This person's seven. Mm -hmm. Even when they're teenagers. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you right now, I was driving with my son the other day and, and, he, and he said something to me. He's, like his, his way, he goes, he goes, yeah, I mean, what's going on in the back of your hair? You got a bald spot. Oh my God, look at you. You got a bald spot. And he knows that I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking? He's like, no. Very he's, attached he's, to your hair. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> you pay this much for a toupee. <laughs> That's a lie. Joseph has his own hair. No, but you know, he, he was just joking with me. And I, and even though I'm not that I have a fear that I have a bald spot, but it, it maybe I do. Uh, but it was also, and then also another thing he said to me, oh man, look at you. You know, we were arguing or we were going back and forth and he, and we were, I was telling him he couldn't do something. And then even at 13, he goes, you know, you're so small. You're so small. Look how small you are, you know, and with that yeah. hat on, uh, you know, you, uh, what did he say? I think he said, you know, you, <laughs> I think, oh my God, I think he said, you look like a little penis with a hat on. <laughs> and I laughed because uh -huh. I was yeah. like, that's a good one. Yeah. Because I kind of did. I was dressed with this little, <laughs> but my point being is, is that I had to step away. Yeah. Now I know some of our listeners are like, oh my gosh, man, Joe, you're going to let your son get away talking to you that way. It wasn't so much him getting away talking to me that way because I did say, hey, Tighten it up a little bit, bud. Yeah. You know, we yeah. have a relationship, sure, where we may talk to each other differently than yeah. other fathers and sons. And I, I, I respect that. But you know what? We're not going into that zone. And, and not, not even because you're his father. And no. so you should be able to speak to him that way. I was way, like, don't talk to your friends that way. Yeah. Because yeah. there's, it, it, when we love, when we are trying to demonstrate what love should look like and feel like, and remember, this is their model for going out into the world, not even just once they are old enough to be dating and getting into romantic relationships, but even in terms of their friendships. If we show them that I love you, but if you push my buttons or if you misbehave, I am going to unload with a fury that is, you know, you are not going to forget because I don't want you to do that again. It, it sets them up to think that that is what a loving, healthy relationship looks like because their assumption is that my family 
is the is the model for a healthy loving relationship. I this love the I love yeah. that you brought that up because that is a, a concern that Karen and I always have with the kids of when our son and daughter begin those relationships, mm-hmm. dating and having relationships with people that that those uh, that that verbal. Uh, dialogue s- stays healthy and they don't re- resort to, oh, hey, when I want to you know, get my way or when I am upset at something, I'm going to say something hurtful. Right. I think that's so, right. so important that you brought that up because that really is the training for the future. Yeah. And I, I don't know if training is the right word, but that really is the type of parenting that I want to do at least so that those type of things don't exist in their relationships with uh, their partners. Yeah. We're a new generation of parents. There you this go. This is why we're doing it. There you go. Hey, uh, we're going to take a break real quick. Listen to one of our sponsors. We'll be right back after this. Joe Sib here with you. Uh, you're listening to Rad Parenting. We're talking about discipline and uh, the heaviness of that word alone. Yeah, I think we need a new word. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like I, I, maybe like you know modifying behavior, or I mean that's too much. That's too much of a of a of a mouthful. But you know maybe I need to you know come up with some word that better better suits what I think a, a, a conscious parent is trying to to do with their children. Um, because the fact is, and and just check in with yourself, folks. If you modify a behavior because you're afraid of an outcome versus I'm going to modify a behavior because I believe that that shift in behavior is going to make me better, it's going to make me feel better about the way I'm showing up in the world, that's what I, that's at least what I want for my kids. Because getting people to not do something just because they fear a particular consequence doesn't stay with them as long. And the first minute that they think that there won't be that thing that they're afraid of, they'll go ahead and do it. So it's more important that you help them first and foremost, by staying grounded yourself and not diving into the to the fury, um, that you are trying to help them look inward, be self-reflective and say, what is going on with me right now that I am behaving in this way? I'm, I'm saying unkind things to my father, or I'm screaming at my mother, or I'm throwing stuff from the backseat of the car. Um, and I believe from my own experience in our ability as adults to not lose our minds, not lose our cool. Because as somebody who, and I think I gave you this example when we were talking earlier, Joe, I taught school for 10 years, mostly high school. And anybody who knows me knows I swear like a trucker. I can tell you without a word of a lie, not once, not once in all of those years did I slip and and swear in the classroom. And, And why? Because I knew that in that context, I needed to, uh, exercise some degree of, of self-restraint, that that was not going to go well. It was not going to serve my relationship in building respect with these kids. And I say with, not just from, it was never just a one-way street. And, um, and so I believe that when we, when we understand the value of parenting in a particular way, that we can control ourselves and not lose our... Cool. Yeah. Thank you. No, I, 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 no. And I understand what you're saying. Uh, I do have to ask you this question, though, and we've all been here. I Mm -hmm. know you have. I know I have. You're in that moment where you're trying to be a conscious parent, but you're you're in traffic. Mm -hmm. Uh, Someone hasn't eaten. Uh, All of a sudden, it starts going back and forth, uh, and you're trying to make a meltdown not happen. Things are said. Uh, I've been there before when, when the kids were younger that... There was nothing I could do 
to change the situation. And I felt so helpless mm-hmm. and so alone. Mm-hmm. And, and, the, and the question that I want to ask you for, for the moms and dads that are listening right now, when you just feel like, oh my gosh, I've tried everything. And, and all of a sudden I'm, I'm, resor- I'm resorting back to, uh, the, the, I'm going to go into like maybe the way I was raised. I'm going to go into my parenting toolbox and I, it, I want to spank. I want, I just want to say yeah. something. Yeah. You know, what do you do in that moment where, where you've, you're, you've tried everything and, and, and I'm, I'll give you an example. Like, you know, you're driving in the car, kids start drawing on the back of the seat. You're like, Hey, I told you guys not right. to do that. Yeah. And they keep doing it and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. You know, there's, you're like, Hey, you need, someone needs to be punished for doing that. Mm-hmm. Someone drew on the back of right. the car, and I am upset. You knew how much it cost yeah. to get it fixed from last time. Yeah. Bup, 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 bup. Hey, I asked you not to go and use my phone. You got on my phone. You added that game. Yes. And now we have a bill from iTunes for $700. Right. Okay. Oh, my gosh. That's a trigger. $700. What kind of kid are you? Yes. Why would you? you know, all right. Yeah. Trains left the station, Joe. Yeah. Here we go. How do I reel it in? Anea, help right. me. Okay. So in that moment, honestly, so I think it's important to be super present and so that there's a timely response that communicates to your child that that is not okay. Um. And, and then if you need to take a breather because it's a super like take a beat, take a, I, I, you know what, like I am not happy with what you just did. Now let's look at the car thing first because there's two different scenarios here. If you're at home and you can literally be like, I am not happy with this, I'm going to go get my head together and then we're going to discuss, that's always an option, first of all. Much better option than losing your cool in the moment because you know you need an outlet for your own rage, which is a lot of the time what we are doing and we feel free to do it, especially if we are viewing the parent-child relationship as a hierarchical, you know, I'm the boss. How dare you? This is a personal affront to me that you think you can behave this way. That's all bunk. It's just, let's just ditch that. That is not a reality. You are one human being dealing with another human being, a human being that you, I think, are highly invested in ensuring grows and develops as a full-blown human that can handle themselves well out in the world, right? Right. So you take a beat, you step away, you check in and say, whoa, this is a major trigger for me. So money would absolutely be, if somebody wrote on the back of my car, somebody ran up a $700 bill, as somebody who's really triggered by money, that would be a trigger for me. But if I, the minute I stop and look at it and go, oh, that's all me. That's all me. And that's stuff I need to work out. So true. Right? What does a five-year-old or a seven-year-old know about $500 or $700, right? So what I need to do is get my wits about me, check in and be like, whoa, there's so much of my own stuff operating here. I need to take a breath, get myself calm, maybe, you know, plan to talk to my, you know, my partner, my spouse, my therapist, whatever at another time. And in the immediate, you need to as quickly as possible get to the core of the issue. And to me, let's call it a consequence because that's really, to me, what we're operating with is that life is full of consequences, which means outcomes, quote unquote, positive and negative based on how we show up or how we act in the world. That's what we're teaching our kids. So for the case of a $700 bill, it would be like, okay, you've lost your privilege to purchase any more new games. And if it happens again after this warning, then I'm going to have to take the phone away. And here's why. Because while you might not have an understanding of what $700 means, here's all the ways that that $700 would have been spent that we are now going to, we don't have it. It's gone. It's gone to iTunes. So so here's what needs to happen. You're going to work to pay back some of that money because we need that money for such and such. And until further notice, your um, privilege of, of ordering games off the table. The kid riding with crayons in the back of the car after they've already been worn, 
no more crayons or anything to write with in the car. And if it means they have to sit there and then that you get cues. So the next time you get into the car, you say, okay, so remember last time after you'd been warned, you used crayons. So we're not taking any crayons. If you'd like to take a book in the car, you'd like to take, you know, something else to look at or to watch or to play with, then you can do that. If that becomes a problem, then I'm going to have to take that away too. Because when we're in the car, it would make it unsafe if you were just becoming a distraction because you're throwing things around. Um, and certainly we don't want our car to be impacted anymore because that means that there's other things we can't get because we have to now spend money to, to fix what happened in the car. I want to share this with our listeners because mm-hmm. you, I got a memory really quick that burned through my brain with the iTunes thing. If yeah. you're listening to this, if you're listening to us right now and you're like, oh my gosh, I, my child did run up this crazy bill with the the games because there's these games out there, you guys. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you right now, there's this one game, ca- Clash of Clams or something. I don't even know what it is. It's 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 a nightmare and it's breaking up families because yeah. your kid gets it on your phone and you think it's cooler in the back seat, but they don't. They didn't realize every time that they get more of these coins that it gets charged to iTunes. I got this bill once from iTunes. I'm not, I didn't want to tell you guys how much money it was, but it was enough. More that, than $700. I'm just going to tell you this oh. right now that when I die, I would have been around easily another five days if I wouldn't have seen that bill. Like this wow. bill was so insane. And I'm going to tell you what I did. I called up iTunes. I want to share this with everyone. Yeah. It's a nightmare to get on the phone with iTunes, but there's a, you figure it out. You get on the phone, you go, what are these charges for? And if, and I'm, I'm, I'm being honest, if you, have a real conversation with them. You ready for this? They credited me all of that wow. cash because they know that these games that have been made. Yeah. So I'm just letting you know that that's a little. Um, what's sure, my side note. What's my uh, son call PSA. it? No, what is it oh. called? Uh, when when you can, uh, he always calls it like a, um, the, like when they, a hack. Like dad, check out uh. this new hack. You know, you yeah. order food this way and you get a different bean and cheese burrito this way. It's a hack. So that's a, that's a parenting hack for everyone out nice. there. Okay. Hey, before we split, mm-hmm. we have talked about so many different uh, scenarios with discipline. Uh, and I love what you said, conscious parenting. I mm-hmm. love that. Conscious parenting when our kids are uh, out of control. I don't know if that's the term, but I love it. Just conscious parenting. With that said, I'm going to throw something out at you that mm-hmm. I that I see, and it, I, don't, I don't know why, but it's a it's a it's a trigger of mine. And if some of the parents on that listen get upset, I'm sorry, but I have to say this: when I am at a restaurant mm. and I'm hanging out <laughs> and I'm I am there with my kids, and even when they were younger, or I'm there now and I'm not with my kids, and the family comes in. And all of a sudden, their kids are running up and down the aisles, and they're popping their head over the seat, and they're they're basically, you know, they've just totally hijacked the entire restaurant. Yeah. And the parents are looking at me like, "Oh, isn't it cute that so and so's running down the, you know, running down and grabbing your napkin and running back?" And then there's this weird thing now I feel in society where I I can't look at the parent and go, "Hey." Can you, can you maybe bring him back? Can you tighten it up over there a little bit? Because now people get bummed at you if you say anything. I would never say anything because I don't want to have anyone come down on me. But what do you – like in those situations, are the parents – because there is no – and I, I, I don't know if it's a discipline action that needs to be taken place right there. But it, there is no like tightening it up and – and keeping everyone reeled in, what what's what is that teaching kids? Like, yeah. hey, I go to the restaurant and I run around. So I, mean, I also have really big feelings about that. To me, it's on par with I have my big trigger is like uh, inconsiderate drivers. And in LA, 
that could cost you your life. Absolutely. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think, you know, if you're asking me specifically what you do, I mean, in, in my, I'm not like, asking you specifically, I'm just saying. It's out of it, control. And it, I think that, I is think that. that because the parent is afraid of bringing in some sort of conscious behavioral discipline? Mm. Is that or because yeah, there's this, it could be. there's this attitude of oh I'm just letting him be who he wants. Yeah, no, and no, 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 no. So that's that's my right. question to you. What I'm not ju- I don't want to judge the parents. Yeah, I'm just asking you mm-hmm. what does that do in the long term for the children, and what are the parents not bringing to the table in the short short term? Right. So I think that, that what was is a well-worded missing, question. Right yes, there. it was. Wow. So what I think is missing, and now this is like the world according to Aeneas. You can take it or leave it. Got it. I believe that part of our job as parents and part of our job as individual humans to go back to the like driving scenario is that when we are going to be in the company of other humans, um, that there's got to be a certain base level of consideration, right? Those people at the next table have also, I mean, maybe there's, this is their once a week, once a month meal out, and they have the right to not have it be disrupted by kids who are not at their table, but are all over the restaurant. And um, while I can't say that I would be brave enough to necessarily go up to those parents and say, you know what, like we get out for for a, a meal at a restaurant like once a month and it's just really difficult to feel like this can be enjoyable with your kids running all over the restaurant. But I think that if I were to just speak like, you know, up on my on my high horse, I would just say those parents... Um, and this is something for us to, to, to remember as well. Like part of the reason that kids ultimately can be in a situation where they're behaving badly is because they're not in a, an environment that is conducive to remaining reasonably calm, right? And it's not. This doesn't apply to all kids. But if you know that your kids get so overstimulated in a restaurant that they can't handle themselves, then honestly, the right and the considerate thing to do, not only for the other people at the restaurant, but even for your kids so that they're not short-circuiting and out of control, and I mean out of control of themselves, um, is to not put them in that situation. Just try it again in another like three months even, like do it, make it a quarterly thing that you're going to try and see if they're more developmentally ready or see if you can prepare them a little bit better by saying things like, okay, you know what? When we go out to a restaurant where there's lots of other people who are also having family, family meals, we want to be considerate of their time. And so we need to handle ourselves in a particular way. You know what you just made me realize? What? Is that when I see the kid running around it's not the kid that I'm looking at. I, it really is the your parent saying, the parents, yeah. hey, you're setting him up or her up mm-hmm. to fail. Yeah. I get it. This yeah. little body wants to run around. They don't yes. want to sit. They're not yes. like us, uh, 45 years old, 35 years old, that want to have a couple cocktails and sit down and eat for our For a two-hour long for dinner. For two-hour long yep. Look at this little person. Check it out. Uh, maybe right now the restaurant and uh, the dinner uh, at this particular uh, place in time for your son or daughter, you're not, you're not setting them up to win. I love that you just said that. Yeah. Because I, I, once again, I was slipping back into, it's the kids. The kid has only been around for five years. The parents sitting over there, they got 50 years of parenting, uh, 50 years of being on this planet between both people sitting there. Right. I and they really that. wanted to go out for a dinner and they didn't know what to do with their kids. And so again, and if it happens in the moment, like take turns saying like, I'm going to go for a walk with him or her. That's what we used to do. I'm going to let them like burn off some steam because they're clearly not happy sitting still for a 90 minute dinner. And it's not respectful or considerate in the way I'd want people to be respectful and considerate of me for my kids to be running around impacting other people's 
experience at this restaurant. So, um, so that's, that's how I think we do it. And I think if you, if you consistently see that when you go to target at eight o'clock at night, when your kids really want to be winding down and going to bed and they're losing their, their minds and running up and down the aisles, um, that's a cue that if at all possible, don't take your kids to target at eight o'clock at night. So some of it is looking at the behavior, setting them up for success, um, and always remembering to check your ego if you feel super triggered. So the step one is, where am I in this? How am I doing this differently than my parents? How am I choosing to do this differently? Not the hierarchical mode, but the like, this is one human being like trying to create a connected relationship with another human being so that I can help him or her become the best version of themselves and help myself. That They're also going to help me become a better version of myself. That's I, number one. I love that. Number two is... And part of that number one is let's call it one B is check your ego. We said we've said that from the beginning that we started the show. Always go, wow, if I'm being super triggered, this has something to do with my ego. Otherwise I wouldn't be like, this is them. I need to, you know. And then uh, make sure, number two, make sure that whatever consequence, let's call it a consequence instead of discipline, and consequences can be positive or negative, is suited to the behavior that you are trying to shape or you're, and more, not even shape like in this control way, but trying to get them to choose different behaviors that are best suited to their own personal growth. And, and, and overall well-being. And then number three is set them up for success by not putting them in situations at times of day, for example, when they're going to be melting down because they're little people and and they don't they only have so much, so much attention, so much uh, energy, and so on and so forth. I love it. Great way to end the show right there. Three real tools that you can put in the toolbox. I will say this too. You mentioned uh, when you were giving those uh, last three uh notes right there uh, about, hey, I want to, you know, whatever our parents did, do mm -hmm. it differently. Mm -hmm. I will say this because there's people listening to the show that were like, hey, I wasn't raised with a dad that yelled. I wasn't raised mm -hmm. with a mom that yelled. And I'll tell you this right now, one of my best friends, his dad was, we, he was like a Buddha. And, and the way he raised, he had three kids and he, I never saw him yell. I never saw him get mad. I see, I would see him get disappointed. Mm -hmm. Like when we stole three cases of beer out of the, out of his garage, that was the only time he ever yelled at me. He was like, I know you took the beer. And I was like, I did. And he got super mad because we were supposed to go camping with it anyway. But the, what my point being is, uh, was his, his son is, you know, still one of my best friends. And I, I've, I watch him parent and I've never seen him lose his cool. Wow. Because I know it has everything to do with the way his father raised him yeah. and the way that his father modeled not losing his cool. And yeah. I'm telling you right now, we did a lot of things that his dad should have lost his cool mm -hmm. and yelled and and you know, even when we were little kids. And his dad just had a aura about him that you and as we got older, you didn't want to disappoint him. Yeah. Like yes. he just, he was, he had this thing about him and, and he's, and he turned, he was this guy that like, you know, I'd get my dad mad and be like, ah, whatever, he's yelling yep. again, who cares? Yeah. But there was something about my best friend's dad that yes. I was like, I don't want to let him down. Yes. And I Because swear, that's genuine respect. Yes. That is genuine. Fear and respect are two different things. Gosh. You want your child to to invest in changing their own behavior first and foremost because they you were helping them to be self-reflected and they want to be the best version of themselves and then in terms of anything related to like wanting to like not disappoint your parent you want that to come from a place of respect like this person has consistently been kind and the, gentle and, and the patient. behavior he modeled yes. really is is the way my best friend parents his kids I've, i i you know i Beautiful. we travel and i see and i go wow man like he is 
he, you know, and and then I go, gosh, I I I wish I could go back in time because yeah. I don't have that respect. Yeah. Well, and 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 the thing is, is is going forward, you know, you'll have an opportunity as a grandfather probably someday, and it's for our own well being. Like it's it's we we want to get to that place as individuals, and then we will model it very naturally if it's actually in our. Did you just throw out grandfather? I did. Sorry, All right, we're Joe. ending it with that. Wait, wait, wait! But wow. we can't go until I until I ask people again who yeah. are interested. We've been getting a lot of response for the um the online beta parenting group. It's going to be a six-week commitment, and we are going to pull half of the people for this beta group from our rad parenting community. Um, it'll mostly, the biggest commitment will be showing up uh, to, to webinars and then giving us lots of feedback. So if you're interested, shoot us an email, and I will move you into that folder. And the email is radparenting at gmail.com. If you want to be a part of that beta, uh, we're going to be pulling the people from there. Also, if you have any uh, questions, concerns, ideas for the show, we always love to hear from you. Also, keep those reviews coming. They are so amazing. Uh, and it always turns more people onto the show because our iTunes rating continues to grow. We continue getting more and more people to be a part of the rad parenting community because it really is a community at this point. Yeah, it lovely. takes a village, as Anaya says, yes. to raise our children. I learn that every single day. All right, uh, with all that said, my name is Joe Sib. And Anaya Bo. And we're out of here. Late. Late.